are the one, two, three, Star Losers! What up, everybody? I'm Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. <laughs> What's a little bit up? of trouble there with the intro. The genius. What's up? I'm Eddie. I know nothing about sports, and that's okay, because I'm your average sports guy that loves to watch sports. I just don't know the who's and what's and the where's and the why's. What's up, you guys? I'm Ray. Love to bet. Sorry about my lock last night. Raiders apparently don't know how to score. All I needed was a touchdown. They didn't give us that, so us lost the bet. I'm sorry. It wasn't just me. It was all of us. Lunchbox, you know, like our intros are kind of the same. Yes, he's going to have to change his every day because he misses his lock. 90% 90% of the time. No, my point is he's pretty accurate on his, too, because it's never changes. He's like, he starts it with, I'm sorry, my lock was wrong. <laughs> That's I right. apologize. You're correct. He does do that. He, You know, I had this lock, and they all we needed was one touchdown plus three more points, and I we would have hit it. Yeah, that is another bad bet by the the betting guy on the show. That's that's all right though. Uh, we'd like to start out with another round of Would You Rather? Do people like this when we do the bump bump? I'm just done doing. Yeah, I'm done with the bump bump bump. Like I don't know where that started. Like I don't know. Like Eddie all of a sudden liked that bump bump. Well, I feel like the show needs music, but we can't put music on. Well, we can we create our own music? Yeah, we're doing it. Bump bump. Okay. Well, it just gets t- bum, bum, bum. Dude, You know there's a guy sitting on the commuter train and he's like, oh God, here, here we go. Goes bum, 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 bum. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Would you rather live without music for the rest of your life or live without TV for the rest of your life? You got it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but we have a morning show where we play music and we listen to music, so we're supposed to promote music and love music. Guys, I can go without music. I love going to a concert once a month. When I'm working out, I'll listen to that rap music in the gym. But other than that, I never say I want to listen to music. But on the weekends, I always say I want to watch TV. Always. Here's the deal. I'm going to agree with you. But my reason is different because music's in my head. I can hear music 24-7. Like right now, if you tell me, like, uh, name an artist, any artist. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. She's simply the best. Whatever. Or what's love got to do? Got to. I can recreate that music in my head. So I don't really need to press play and hear the actual song. I can hear it right now. So I would just do without music. For the first time, we are all in agreement. You can live without music for yeah. the rest of your life. You cannot live without TV. You would not be able to watch sports. I mean, how terrible would that be that you could not watch a major sporting event? You couldn't watch Breaking Bad. You couldn't watch Survivor. You couldn't watch The Challenge on MTV. You would be lost in this world if you did not have TV. What is the one show or the one thing that you love to watch the most? Sports. Sports. Absolutely. We sound like a bunch of redneck sports-loving, red-blooded Americans. Sports TV! I mean, I do too, because that's really the only thing that I can have on all day, and it's something different. You know, you can't have, like, um, you can only hear the same song a hundred times. Yeah. It, it gets old after a while. Or a Seinfeld episode or whatever. I mean, there's there, there are a limited number of those. But sports, have sports on all day. There's a different game every day, and it's great. And speaking of all day, we've all experienced it with our girlfriend's wives, where they come in the room after you've watched the third wave of games, and oh, they boy. look at you and go, how much sports are you going to watch? Sundays are crazy, dude. From <laughs> noon all the way to that 7 o'clock game, that night game, my wife will look at me at 8 o'clock and be like, you're in the same spot that you were at noon. 
<laughs> yeah, that usually happens with the NCAA tournament. Call it March Madness. I'm going. I sit there for all the games, and my wife just cannot understand how I sit there the entire time and watch every single basketball game. I love it. <laughs> Dude, for football, there's three waves. There's the first at 11. Then there's the next wave at 2. So there's my two waves. Then Wait, I try what? to go for... Th- He's he- talking about college. Oh, okay. Where, you know, they come in those, I was like, are you an East Coaster internet? They come in three sets. So then I watch my 6 o'clock game, and I never make it to the fourth wave, but usually around the third one, when it's that 6 o'clock nighttime game, my chick looks at me and she's like... Are you freaking serious? You've watched football all day. Coach, do you ever watch the West Coast games at midnight? I try to, but I dude, I fall asleep before Hawaii and all of California games. That's a weird thing that you watch the eleven o'clock games are usually the worst of the day. I feel like there's not really that many good games on the eleven o'clock college football slate usually. I think they try so, to have one every time that's and good. so I I, I kind of skip the I try to I usually skip the eleven o'clock because I'm like, okay, I can buy some time so I can watch the later primetime games when the big dogs are playing. So I usually skip the eleven. What I always think about is Kirk Herbstreet. You know, the dude's up at six AM doing game day or whatever. They're on the air like at what, nine, ten? Yeah, I don't know. Eight, eight, nine, ten. I think for three Game hours. Game day starts at eight a.m. Eight a.m. Nine a.m. Well, it depends what coast you're in. I assume all our listeners are central. They're not. So, uh, <laughs> so and and then he uh, and then he calls the night game. So I'm thinking, dude, this dude's up all day long on Saturdays. I mean, I guess that's his day, right? Because he doesn't do anything else any other day. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, I don't, maybe if he does a radio thing, it's not like we do for five hours in the morning. If he does a TV thing, it's a 30 minute TV show. So Saturday is his day. So yeah, it's a busy day. I don't think he's like us when it comes to morning radio on a w- weekly basis. He just has a crazy Saturday. Or he's done at 11 and then he goes to the hotel room, turns on the TV, watches some games, takes a nap, and then wakes up at like 5, get ready for the night game. Coach, he has to take a flight to wherever that game is, but... No, that's where... that's where Wherever he is no. at game day is where he is calling the game. No, they always talk about, oh, you got to go catch a flight. Sometimes he's calling that game, but most times he has to take a flight, and it's going to be really close for him to get to that night game. Really? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't always call... Because they'll be at like some random... I mean, some of the times that he's, he's because usually calling... I believe they were at Texas OU... Yeah, and he ain't calling that. Because that was an afternoon game, so he did take a flight. Yeah. I, I know he has to take a flight sometimes. I don't know his schedule. I don't pay that close attention. But he gets on a private jet. Oh. He's got a bed on there, takes a nap as they fly across the country. Easy as pie. It, it's not as hard as it seems. It's still a long day. It's still tough. Or maybe he doesn't nap. Maybe he's preparing for that game. But I think he prepares all week. I think he's already prepared enough and he's set to go on game day, unless there's a late injury or something like that. Yeah, what do you guys think about that that producer guy, Bear, on game he's day? He's funny. He's funny? He brought the betting to that show before, maybe three years ago. They used to never talk betting. They'd go, I think uh, that's the favorite in that game. Who? But, dude, now with Bear, there's line now that it's gambling's legal He does in talk about lines, Dude, yeah. now they go to Bear all the time. Now they say, oh, this team's a touchdown favorite. Oh, this. Now they throw lines all over the place. Dude, back in the day, maybe three or four years ago, they'd go, I think they're a favorite in that one. They had to be very careful in how they talked about gambling. Last night, UCF was taken on Temple, and there was a minute and 45 to go, and UCF gets it down to the Temple nine-yard line. They're up nine. The spread is ten and a half. And it's third and three. And Temple gets them for a loss. So they're like, oh, are they even going to chance a field goal here? Because they could block it, run it back. They could just take a knee and make them run the clock. 
And the guy lines up and he goes, this is a big field goal for a lot of people out there. Yeah, yeah. The, the Betty <laughs> I line- loved it. I loved that the announcer acknowledged it and he split the uprights and they covered the 10 and a half. The betting line is a topic now through all these commentaries. I heard on Sunday Night Football, I think Al Michaels was talking about like, oh man, a lot of people are disappointed with this one tonight. You know, like a lot of people lost money tonight. So, and that was never a thing to talk about gambling during the sports uh, broadcast and now it's definitely a part of the mix. A lot of people lost money last night when, and they're feeling good. They see Nick Mullins is going to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night football. Everybody's like, cha ching, cha ching. Yeah, easy, easy money. Yes. I'm in a gambling pool where you pick your five best bets of the week. Two people, lock of the year for the Raiders once Nick Mullins was announced. Three other people had lock of the week on the Raiders. So they got negative points last night because the Raiders come out and they score the field goal on their first drive or whatever. And everybody's like, yeah, this is what it's going to be all night long. And then Nick Mullins gets under center and just marches right down the field, touchdown, and then touchdown, and then touchdown, and then field goal, and then touchdown, touchdown. I mean, that's pretty much the game right there. He just wrapped it all up. All I did, I watched Nick Mullins' first drive pretty much, and that was pretty much it. And what I saw out there is the Raiders have quit. Have they really? They have quit. They did not want to be there. Is they Beast don't... Mode even running? No, he's on IR. He's on... Okay. Hey, okay. I saw the he had stat a, line. He, he had a groin injury. He tore his groin or okay. something they like that Doug when they Martin. were in London. I went to but ESPN. I think, I... I think Doug Martin broke his arm last night, it looked like. Did he? Well, he was holding his hip. But Was it his hip? But okay. Then, I... But then the replay showed the arm get hit. Right. So, and they were like, oh, that, that hit to the arm right there. So I just assumed he broke his yeah. arm. Because he went in the blue tent, and then I didn't really watch he much He came of back the, out and ran. Oh, he did. Because mm-hmm. I didn't watch much of the game after that. I just watched, because I wanted to see how Nick Mullins did. And I thought it was pretty cool that an undrafted dude, he's the backup to the backup, and his first drive, touchdown. I mean, it was so, it, it was really cool to watch. And last night showed me how smart of a coach Kyle Shanahan is. He set up a game plan that was going to, Make Nick Mullins feel comfortable. Real easy, three-yard pass out to the flat. Dump it off over here. Get the ball out of his hand quick. And the Raiders just looked like they did not want to be there. They have given... I don't know if half the team is going to be cut after this season or something, but they're all over John Gruden already. I wanted to say this, that I saw the highlights on SportsCenter, and they Mullins did have a little bit of beginner's luck on his side. I one of his passes that was a, ended up being like some 70-yard pass or 70-yard touchdown. Oh, to Kittle. Right across the middle. Five Raiders tried to touch it and they all missed it by a hmm. centimeter. The guy catches it and goes for a touchdown. That's a little bit of fairy dust in my opinion for that one play. For that one but, play. Well, there was the one but, where the guy should have picked it off in the end zone and he just But that's why I want to go to you guys it. that he did have a good game from cuz from what I saw from the highlights, oh, nice pass, nice pass. Wow, did he get freaking lucky. That just was about a pick six. The football gods were definitely on his okay. side for a couple plays. Like I think that that end zone uh, could have been a t- uh, interception, but the guy it was in his hands and he just dropped it. You believe in the football gods, right? Yeah, for okay. sure. You have if you and, gamble, NFL god, yeah. If you gamble, you like when you're reaching that last game of the parlay, you have to believe in the NFL gods. Like, oh, you know what? The gods are against. Lombardi's it's like Eddie hitting a seven game parlay on the, his first weekend hitting parlay. Whoa, the the whoa, NFL whoa. gods that, wanted to be nice. Call. They want to be nice nope. to him, and then no, since no, no, then no, no, he no. has hit nothing. That was not <laughs> that was not the NFL nothing. god that was the gambling the god. god but that and so 
I like I said, I, I didn't watch much of the Nick Mullins game. I just saw the Raiders not want to be there. So you can say, okay, it was a lot of fairy dust for Nick Mullins because there should have been a couple interceptions. But what about the Raiders offense? What were they doing? What, what are they? They were doing? doing what they normally do. They suck. They didn't do anything. That's what what is what is and then John Gruden after the game still double down. We are going to build a championship team here. Listen, I understand you got 10 years to build a t- championship team, but you look I mean he looks like he is the team just does not like him, they don't care and he has to be just punching himself like gosh, this is just terrible. I am so embarrassed. Like how embarrassing that you are getting blown out by an undrafted Third backup stringer. to the backup quarterback. And if you do the math, you scored three points. You know how easy it is to get a field goal in the NFL. You get the ball for free at the 25-yard line. So they needed 25 yards and then what, about 10 after that to get a good field goal? Let's say 15. You literally need to gain 40 yards, just 40 yards. 40 to 45 yards to get a field goal. 40 yards and you get a field goal. Mm -hmm. 40 yards, they did that one time. Yeah, pretty crazy. (laughs) That is nuts for an entire game. Guys, I think Derek Carr is overrated. Like, I I really do. I try to believe in him every season, but I just don't think he has the leadership. I don't think he has the skills to be that that lead role that they need him to be. I don't see it in him. Some of it comes down to coaching, and that's why I look at the two coaches last night. You have a third-string quarterback, and you have Derek Carr, who was a—I think he was a second-round draft pick, maybe into the first round. Not exactly sure. But— you have four days to come up with a game plan. What's going to work? And who came up with the better a game plan for a back a third string quarterback? Shanahan looks like a genius. I mean, he did everything right. It's like John Gruden's stubborn and just does the same game plan the same next week. Yes, he's calling plays from the nineties, like and and nothing works. <laughs> yes. Like it didn't work it, once again. It, so if you're looking at head coaches, Kyle Shanahan is a stud. He's a stud. And, and, and he's young. Like, he's, he's just going to get better. That's hey, crazy. Gruden, he still thinks that he's got all stock. He's running the little two-yard He's two still play. running the Statue of Liberty routes. Like, like dude needs to hey, get with it. He does the fullback up the middle play. <laughs> yeah, it was so it, – it, it's just it, – and it, it looks like the 49ers love their head coach. They're playing hard. They have the same yeah. record. Or 1-6, 1-7 because one's had a bye, one hasn't. But Different vibe. Different sure. vibe on just from the beginning of the game. Not even like once it started getting a blowout. Of course, the, and then the, the Raiders brought in McCarron in the fourth quarter because they, it was over. Like I didn't even he, know he was still in the league. He's was with over. Catherine Webb, the chick that was caught on camera, right? Yes, and ended up becoming she was famous. caught on camera doing what during a championship game. Brett Musburger. That's when, when he Alabama. Made that. He was oh he was, wow. He was Joe, going, oh look at, look at that uh, young lady. Oh, 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 <laughs> and oh. Brett, Brett, what's his name? Musburger. He goes, oh boy, he, he's what like eighty? Uh, he's an old dude. <laughs> Can I recreate it? Yes. Go oh, boy, parents, if you're trying to get a kid to get involved in football, teach him to be a quarterback at the University of Alabama. Because of because. how pretty his girl was. Yes, because the camera was on her, and he goes, that's why you want to teach your kid how to be the quarterback at Alabama. What oh, a creeper. Yeah. I love it. And everyone was saying that she was just using A.J. McCarron to get famous. But they ended up getting married. Yeah. So, yeah, he went to the Bengals, then he went to the Maybe Bills. Maybe that's how he started, but and but they're married now. They're married now, so, so, hey, good props to him. Yeah, exactly. But he, and he got some playing time last night. He didn't do anything different than Derek Carr. I, I just The Raiders are a dumpster fire. And I said it a couple weeks ago, and I should have listened to myself, but once there's a, a third-string quarterback, you got to take the Raiders. But I said, 
once they traded Amari Cooper, I was like, man, watch them start just quitting on their because this season's over. They know the coach has given up on that season, so they may just start quitting if you're a gambler. And boy, they quit. Nick Mullins, Shanahan did say he will consider starting Nick Mullins over uh, Beathard when he's healthy when they play the Giants he next week. He will consider. How much of that does he mean like he could do it? He's 50-50? Mm-hmm. I, I would consider. Because yeah, he's, he's not making consider- a bold statement saying like, you know, hey, I like what I saw in him. I'm going to I'm gonna definitely right. Well, he's No, he's making a bold statement because going into that game, Beathard was your, your starting quarterback. Yeah. And he said, man, I like what I saw. I'm, I'll definitely consider it. So he's going to look at the game tape, maybe watch him in practice, and maybe Mullins is uh, Mullins is the guy going forward. So Nick Mullins. And I had no idea who Nick Mullins was. Never heard of the guy. I didn't know. They were like, Nick Mullins is starting. I was like, because I'd seen him on the sideline. I was like, man, that looks like a 12-year-old. Yeah, it looks like a he looks, he looks real young. And they put him in. I was like, okay, let's see who this Nick Mullins is. And Eddie's bringing us some fun facts Let about me tell Nick you. Mullins. Let me tell you about Nick Mullins. Me and Nick Mullins share the same birthday, March 21st, baby. How cool is that? I thought that was really cool. Like, me and Nick, we share the same birthday. Nick was born Nicholas Clayton Mullins. You're on. The, you're born on the March same day. March twenty first, nineteen ninety five. You were born in ninety five. No, no, no. Just March twenty first. I thought that was kind of cool, right? Not fun really. fact, though. Fun fact. Before the game started, Mullins wasn't even verified on Twitter. By the third quarter, the dude got a blue check mark. That's pretty cool. That's funny, right? Good Isn't that research, funny, dude. Thanks for digging that up. Yeah. I know you didn't. I know you just went to a website and found that out. Yeah, well, yeah. Of course. Ray, that's how... Oh, my gosh. Guys, listen to this. That's okay. That's how you read news stories. As of today, Friday morning, he has as many touchdown passes as the Bills have had all year. <laughs> that tells you how bad the Bills are. <laughs> oh, the rook. I love it. I love it. Um, he finished his college career at Southern Miss as a starting passing leader in every statistical category. So he was a baller in college. Yeah. Uh. Or, or maybe I mean, there just weren't uh, there weren't any good quarterbacks over in uh, Brett Favre and Southern Miss, really. Yeah. Oh well, maybe so. Was but he... you have to understand the offense now is throw, 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 throw in college. It's yeah. a totally different game. So you're right, but not many stud quarterbacks are coming out of Southern Miss. This isn't a great fact, but I thought it was interesting. Thursday night, he before Thursday night, he had never thrown a touchdown pass. We all kind of knew that. Well, he first hadn't even game. taken a snap. I know, pretty crazy. Um, also, he has a dog named Scout. Y'all interested in that one? No. Okay, great. And his favorite movie is Dodgeball. Nice. Okay. Do you guys like Dodgeball? I've never Dodgeball seen it. You've never seen Dodgeball? No. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Boom! Oh. And he gets hit by a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, you sold me. I kind of want to watch that Oh, now. yeah, you should watch it. It's really good. <laughs> is that Vince you're Vaughn? You're buying the floor. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller. Owen Wilson? I'm thinking of Wedding Crashers now. Yeah, and you're thinking of old school. Uh, is Owen Wilson in old school too? Which one's Owen? Is he the blonde hair or <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. blonde one? No, Luke Wilson is in... Who? Which one's in... No, I think the the brown-haired one is in Wedding Crashers, not the blonde. No, the blonde's in Wedding Crasher. Huh. So what am I... What did I... Uh, old school is the the brown-haired okay, one. Okay, Luke. Luke. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I, I saw them at a bar in Austin one time. Me and my girlfriend went to a bar by myself on a Tuesday night. It's just us two and them. 
It was them two and their other brother. I don't know what his name is, but those three dudes were playing pool. No one else in the bar. Did me you and my talk wife, to them? No. Nah, no, nah, I mean, we were just we just kind of saw them and be like, that's crazy. Did you work in the service industry? No. Why would you go out on a service night? Well, because I then I would work a night shift. Mm. So I'd be done at 10. I wouldn't have to be at work till 1, so I'd the go to the bars. The bars are strictly for people that work in the industry on Mondays and Tuesdays. Really? You realize that, yeah. Because on the weekends, that's when they're slammed. That's when they go out. They're Mondays and Tuesdays. They get a lot of deals from their bartender friends, and it's all it's called like service industry night. Well, I don't know. My wife met me at the bar, and we're like, cool, let's get a drink. We sit there, and these and I first saw Owen Wilson, and I noticed his nose. You know, it's all screwed up. It's like kind of looks broken. Mm-hmm. And he started talking. He's like, hey, I'll have two Miller Lights. And I was like, I know that voice. Dude, that's crazy. So and they're in it. the bar with you guys. Only you guys, and you didn't attempt a conversation at all. No, I didn't know what to tell them. I mean, they, they obviously— You should have just acted like you didn't know who they were, because there's only five— Hey, you mind if I play a game pool with you? Uh, we just play with them. Hey, are you guys paid through the next game, or can we get in here? Yeah, put your quarter on the table oh, to right. let them know you had next. We'll take winner. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Something That's like how that. we get in. And then you become Next friends. Next thing you know, we're friends with the Owen, with the Wilson brothers. Yes, dude, you're that guy. Whenever you're playing pool with your chick, all you're doing is jacking around. And then you got a guy. Hey, man, we got next, or we got the. Okay, buddy, I'm literally just playing with my girlfriend. I'm not competitive. Take the table. Like I'm not going to sit us here. Alone. I'm, yeah, can we do another round of pool? Like what's up? Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Which one do you like better, Owen or Luke? Owen, the blonde, the blonde, blonde one. one. Okay. I mean, he's more famous. I think he's in more movies. I mean, honestly, we don't know. They're actors, so we don't know what right, they're I really just don't, like. I, <laughs> like. No, you're right. They just act like people. You're right. Owen acts like the goofy one, yeah. and Luke acts like the serious one. Yes. Like, we had on our Bobby Bone Show morning show, we had Bradley Cooper on. I always thought the guy was a goofball. He got on our show, and he was kind of educated. He sounded cool. He was like, oh, it was very, a very intellectual part. I absolutely was fascinated by all of the characters that were included in it. Dude, I laughed because, because- I was like, this is freaking Bradley Cooper? I thought the dude was a pimp. In the interview, they bring up Office Space or whatever. He's like, that's a good movie, Office Space. And then the next question that Bobby the host asked was like, uh, hey, so, so tell us a little bit about the movie. And he meant Star is Born, the movie he was promoting. And then Bradley Cooper, funny, goes- uh, all right, it's about a guy that's really tired of his job in an office, and he's like, "No, not that movie." And he's like, "I know, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding." I thought that was so funny, like totally a dude that I would love to hang out with, like my kind of humor. Well, I guess I wouldn't pay attention. I don't ever pay attention when there's interviews. I don't know what. They're and that saying. was a phone interview, so I get that. Like, yeah, it's when they're easy on the phone, I'm out. like, uh, this is, uh, um, more trouble in Maryland, guys. Oh boy! According to the Baltimore Sun, the backup punter. Mm-hmm. I know uh, he he almost died too. No, no, no. He oh. was a the whistleblower that whenever they came to investigate, that said there was chaos in the program and all this. And oh, he's the the, the ring one of them. Yes. So when Durkin was reinstated, he got beat up at practice. The punter, the backup punter, got beat up by the other players because he talked. Yeah, snitches get stitches. But, okay, so it wasn't half of the locker room, right? Hmm. Interesting. Some of the players mocked him and insulted him while others threw footballs at him. Toward the end of the practice, another guy attacked Barber, attempting to punch him in the face. While the two two teammates were fighting, others tried to intervene and grabbed Barber's arms behind his back, and that allowed the other player to punch Barber repeatedly in the face, leaving him with a black eye, needing multiple stitches on his forehead, and a dislocated shoulder. That's all according to Barber. My jersey, jersey was bloody. I had blood all over my hands. Wow. Guys, Multiple sources confirmed the fight to the Baltimore Sun. Guys, this may mean it may mean that really the team was behind him. And only a few players were not. But you can't 
go and beat no, I up get, people that talk. You're right. I get. I understand that part. But just as far as you know, we, we're left to we're left to kind of pick all the pieces together and kind of figure it out ourselves because they're never going to tell us what's really happening. You know, we're we're trying to get to the bottom of it, but all this stuff kind of seems like. What we thought originally, oh man, a bunch of players are behind this guy. Like obviously he did wrong, so the so the university gets rid of him. Like I said yesterday, we it could have been five players that walked out when ninety percent were behind him or supported him. That's what but, this sounds like. But there's always going to be some that support and some that don't. So there's not going to be a hundred percent consensus. I don't think ever. Right, but to beat up a ringleader says that. The majority wasn't really... Well, I mean, okay, let's beat up the backup punter, guys. I don't think you're going to beat up the starting middle linebacker. No, I understand that. <laughs> He's probably the weakest guy on the team. I get it. Exactly. <laughs> but but still, I mean, the fact that you beat someone up is, you know, because he's saying something is that he's maybe probably not saying something that's true. Like, you know, I mean, you're like, dude... Enough. Enough no, is enough. Stop. Coach, no, no, no. Literally, they just beat him up because they didn't want him to talk. The culture the cult of the locker room was, don't talk. That was our boy. Let's get him back here. Don't talk. And then, obviously, the punter isn't really friends with the guys, and so he gets beat up. That yeah, was but, the but why would you back up a head coach so much? That's just if... how it was. The coach brought him in, got him scholarships. Yeah, They're the all coach, boys. You, you have to understand, people, they, rec- they, have a, they feel like they have a bond with that coach. That coach came into their living room and said, hey, I want you to come fo- play football for me at the University of Maryland. And showed them hope and like, okay, he believes me and uh, uh, believes in me enough to give me a Division One Big Ten football scholarship. So you connect with the coach. You have something. You, you feel like that coach believes in you, and that's the coach you want to play for. And so you're going to have that coach's back. So, May- so beating up the punter is just a a personal thing. I mean, you're just protecting yourself and what. Your purpose of being on that team. You're beating not up. for not for the good the good of the of the school, right? No, okay. it's not anything to do with the good of the school. It's more of they like that coach, and why would you go and talk bad about our coach? Interesting. That's what I they they see it as. You betrayed the the team culture of they ain't that bad around here. How dare you rat out our coach? Our coach is our coach. Like we got his back. That's what they're saying is. Because once he's reinstated, they did this. They didn't do this during the investigation, but they did it when he's reinstated, and then he gets fired the next day. When did this guy be, get beat up? Tuesday. Hmm. Dirty, man. Some dirty stuff going on over so there. So if you're the backup punter, you got to quit, right? Like, you're out. Oh, he's definitely yeah. done. And what we're now learning from broadcasters that say, oh, look for the punter, the kicker that stands away from the teammates. We're learning if you want some information about a team, go to the punter kicker. They're necessarily not best friends with all the dudes on the team. They practice separately. I have friends that play college football. They all tell me they don't practice with the team. They're their own little sect. Well, yeah, they don't need to really practice with the team. Hey, you want some dirt? Go to the punter kicker holder. But why? That's where the information is, because they're separate from the team. You can tell right here, they were like enemies. They're on the same team. They didn't even like that dude. And that dude just ended up going and giving information because he's like, oh, whoa, we're not talking to the press? Boom, then they came in and got him. He didn't know. He wasn't friends with the other he guys. He was trying to clean up the culture. He thought it was bad culture with the program and 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 gave the true, true meaning of what it was going on behind the scenes. The other people, I guess, alleged tried to cover it up if they thought if it, if bad things were going on but in his eyes bad things were going on what was the real reason why he got fired what's the reason they gave player died yeah, but i know is that but is that is that it 
So then what's this guy talking? Like, you know, the fact is the fact the player died. He pushes him too hard. But they were investigating after the question. death, like, what's going on in the program? Like, okay. is it just chaos? Like, and so he was the one saying, yes, it's a bad program. It's a, There's bad things going on. He's not doing a good job. And so he was saying all this stuff. I don't know exactly what he, you know, I, I don't know word for word what he said, but he said it wasn't good. Hmm. And then he got beat up for his... You know, for talking. They're that's quite that, the pickle over there. And that's the scary part about coming forward is if you're the one that comes forward, the whole team could be like, uh-uh. Usually it doesn't come down to fisticuffs, but in this case it did. Yeah. Damn. And you know the guy, you don't like Bryson DeChambeau? I don't like Bryson DeChambeau. See what he's doing? Did he get beat up too? No. He has an interesting new strategy come 2019. Here we go. So, mathematical equation. He's Carry a guy that one. always has the exact same size clubs, and he swings every club the exact same, exact same size. And not every green's the same. you got to carry the one, divide it by 72, and you'll get the slope of the equation of the number of the eradication, and you look at the grain of the grass, and that'll give you the straight putt. Shut in two, up. In 2019, you are now allowed to putt with the flagstick in, according to the new rules. And he likes that. Of course he, he said. Does. You better believe I will be putting every time with the flagstick in. Smart. I mean, smart. You can drill it. The one way to take the break out of the out of the putt is to hit the crap out of it. And if you're going to hit the crap out of it and hit the stick and it goes in, then cool. I mean, that's what they're going to do, right? And we're not. He ma- said that's the, the US, plan. Yeah, he said at the U.S. Open, the flagsticks are made out of a different material, so I will take that one out. But every other one, when it's made out of. Here we go. With the, he's gonna bring the the chemical the chemical compound of the freaking flagstick. When it's fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce against the flag flagstick if I need to. Because softer bounce. Yep. He said if it's a you know you're putting across the green, you can just drill it, hit the flagstick, and hope it drops in or stops real close to the hole. And we're not hating on I, Bryson. Is a smart dude. I never talked to the guy. I'm hating no, on. Okay, but what I'm saying is the announcers make it. That's how his game is. He's so smart. They always build him up and they always say the exact same stuff. And it's just so annoying how they make us think. That He's like Rain Man. They're like, did you know all the clubs that he uses are the exact same length? He's the only guy on the tour that does this. It is how he's able to fully uh, gauge his velocity by having the exact same clubs. Guys, he's just out there swinging a stick. No. Yes, he uses no, it, no, no, it's no. absolutely different. But the announcers like, build him up, and they're annoying. It's sort of like Billy Bean. He's the first one to do the analytical mathematics, and now everybody's trying to do it. Who's Billy Bean? He's what? the A's. Watch the movie Moneyball. Oh, got it, yeah. And so... He is trying something different, and it seems to be working. So you're going to see people copy what he does. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it, it doesn't seem – I mean, he's been doing it for a few years now. It's, and he's it, winning tournaments. It, he's, he's won. He, he was won, on the Ryder Cup. That he, means he's one of the best in the U.S. He won this year. Like he, was, he was part of the winning group this year for sure. But, Ray, you have to understand that it came from him first. He's the one that introduced that this is his method of – plane now it's all mathematical equation everything is physics and that's how you get better so in every shot that he does he brings physics and mathematics into it it's not the announcers they're just saying what he told them they all go to dinners and they're like yes. so bryson tell me about uh, your game and what's all the stuff you do on the paper and that's why they mm-hmm. talk about it they mm-hmm. need something to talk about with every golfer and that's what there it is about him that's his thing but it came from him he wants to be known as the math that's why when he does commercials they'll be like math figures and Whatever. Has he got a couple commercials? He's got. He's got, there was one a while back. I don't know if it's for like one of the computer companies that he did, and it was oh, like him, of course, figuring out numbers. And they asked him, "Do you think it's going to help?" And he said, "Oh, absolutely. The USGA is going to have to take this one back because it's going to be bad. It like is. it's going to make it's, the hole bigger." 
And so he thinks they're going to rescind the rule eventually because so many people are taking advantage of it. And I think that's pretty neat. So if you're an amateur golfer out there and you don't know the rule changes coming in, from now on, starting in January, you can leave the flag in and use it to your advantage when you're out there playing your 18. All right, sounds like we're going to be doing that then. He's right, though. It's the longer putts where it helps because all you got to do is just hit that flag stick, and it's not going to go far from the hole if you hit it. Yeah, and hey, golf, good job, guys, on changing that up. We've been, us guys at the links out here in Nashville, we've been playing that rule all along, man. I leave it in all the time. Two feet away, boom, hit the flag stick. Oh, well, you're not playing by the rules. That's a two-stroke penalty. So whatever your handicap is, you need to up it. I've been doing that forever, man. His handicap? Probably 40. It could be increased. It's been 40 years since I played. That's <laughs> <laughs> been a long time. It's been a long Re- time. Eddie's going to play today in the freezing cold. I got a tournament today. Isn't it supposed to? I think it's supposed to warm up, though. No, not today. It's supposed to be a high of 55 and cloudy all day. Okay. I got a jacket. It's all good. Wait, it's are you windy. really in a tournament? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Is it just you or are you in a country a f- artist? A friend of mine who uh, plays bass or Florida Georgia Line, he's in it and he needed an extra. So he's like, dude, come play with us. We need one more. Is he good? Yeah, he's about, he's like me. I mean, we don't lose, you know, he's he's all right. Okay. He I- said he said he's gotten third, that his team has gotten third in the last four years. Is this one of the tournaments, is it so strict or put down a couple brews? I, th- I think it's the one where there's like beer every freaking hole. Oh, well, then that's not a strict tournament at all. That's amazing. And the course you're playing at is real nice. I, I don't. I maybe played it like when we first it's moved here great. five years ago. It's it really nice. great. Yeah. Beautiful course. Gaylord? Really? No, no. Greystone. Mm. Out there in the country, folks. I can't wait. It's a really nice. Uh, did anybody watch UCF last night? I saw the highlights. I saw they ran it up, man. They're a team that can score some points. And Milton, quarterback, going to be in the NFL. Boy's got an arm on him. And he looks, he's a shorter guy, so he's going to have to have an amazing arm, which he has. He puts the ball right in the bread basket. When I was watching the highlights, bread basket. Boom, receiver right there, bread basket. But height is important. Very important. To go in the NFL. But also Drew, tell that to Drew Brees. Drew Brees like, <laughs> tell that to Russell Wilson. <laughs> to, to Flutie. <laughs> to Flutie. Milton will be in the NFL. I, I get it. There's a handful. But, but I mean, I think teams look for height immediately. Yeah. Yeah, they say the prototypical quarterback, he's 6'3". I mean, yeah. he's got the strong arm. Hot girlfriend. Hot girlfriend is mm-hmm. a big factor, yes. I mean, Matt... Jo- Joe Flacco, he's the perfect size quarterback. Yeah, good, good, good luck. Have fun with one touchdown a game. Uh, he won a Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Do you understand how hard it is to win a Super Bowl? How many Dan Marino hey, win? But I'm saying Breeze won it the same Bowl. as tall guy. Short guys win it the same as tall guys. No. But I'm saying Breeze won one, Flacco Dude, there's won There's a one. handful of short guys. Yeah. yeah height, height isn't the ultimate litmus test. There's other stuff. Like, I, okay, no, no, but no. it's definitely... You, you it's, understand that height is a big deal because... Huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they the, still the, 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 shorter guys still win Super Bowls. Right. Breeze and Russell Wilson are the exception to the norm. Right. right. So that that's why you talk about it. If it was normal, like if a lot of five eleven guys were winning the Super Bowl, they wouldn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the reason <laughs> they, they they talk about it so much because those are really the mm-hmm. only two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But Milton, he'll be in the NFL. I don't look at any of that. There's like Mort. There's Mort. You got him. You got some other guys, some other idiots. They do the predictions of the NFL. I just look at the guys and I tell you if they're going to be in the NFL. No, I Milton, like if they have a good arm, they're going to be in the NFL. Milton will for sure be in there. Because he has a good arm. Just watching him, he puts up 60 a game. And then last night, they, them and Temple, man, they're shooting for 100 points. I don't know what that over-under was, but if you had it, you must have loved every second of that game. That was a shootout. Well, every, and I saw signs in the crowd, we want Bama for UCF. No, guys, this, guys is, this is a thing. Like, If you're giving up 30 points, whatever you gave to Temple, you do not. You, do, you gave up 40 points. Sorry, 40 points to Temple. You do not want Bama. 
Bama would put a hundred on you if you're giving up forty to Temple. Who, Sorry. Who did Purdue beat? Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay, so after that game, they're like, "We want Bama." Okay, guys. No, that's funny. That's that, know, that's but, okay. But, but that's it's being the same funny. thing as holding the sign. No, no, like, no. Guys. UCF. They they feel like they've been slighted because they're not in A the big. top four for the big playoff because they went undefeated last year and they're undefeated again this year. But when you look at their, they're the they have not beaten a team with a winning record. And it's tough. UCF, USF. Uh, Until last FIU. night, Temple was their first win. I don't know win. the difference between Fufu any of them. You. Yeah, dude, they're all the same there in Florida. For me, the only teams in Florida, Florida State, Florida. Oh no, 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 Miami. No, that's definitely changing. I know. You the, see UCF in every sport now. You see coastal. What is it? Um, uh, Florida coastal. Florida Gulf Coast. And is that Florida Gulf Coast? Is a pretty solid basketball team last couple of years. Well, they had that the dunk you. Yeah, they went. They. Went. I mean, dude, you're starting to see these little schools in Florida come up, and it's awesome. Like th- these are schools that I'd never heard of in my life, and you see them doing well. Like you're happy for them. That's what I'm saying. I need to now learn what city are they in. What is this team about? Because, dude, all I literally know is Gainesville, Tallahassee, sure, UCF. That's like Orlando Central. What about Miami? Kissing me. What is that? Disney World. Yeah, yeah it is where, Disney that's World. Where actually. Disney World. Is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Orlando. What what school is there? I think it's that one. It's the. Is it UCF? Is in Orlando? UCF. Yeah. Man, that's weird. Let me double check. Then you got Pro, USF. F- oh, South Florida. That's where Charlie Strong's at. Florida Keys University. Like you got to start learning these Florida schools because they're starting to go undefeated and be good teams. Well, I mean, you don't really have to learn them if you don't want to. I mean, this team starts doing another undefeated season. They are. They're eight. No, they've then started. Let's, then let's schedule another, some teams next year so you guys can prove that you're. That's you're what there. I mean. That's yeah, what UC, I mean. UCF is in Orlando. Thank goodness. Yeah. All right, uh, boys. We got a big weekend ahead of us. Huge. Huge. Humongous. Humongous. Alabama. LSU. LSU. You Tigers. It's a huge game until it starts and it's a blowout and Bama wins by 21. Correct. But it, going into it, yes, this is an awesome SEC game. I like it. Are they playing in Death Valley? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm excited to see Alabama play a tough team. Just give like, me- not, not not just that they haven't played a tough team. They've made everybody look bad. So I'm not even saying that they're not as good as advertised. No, they are really good. They are so good. I just want to see if Tua has to play the fourth quarter. Oh, because yeah, that hasn't been happening, right? <laughs> but I mean, does dude, he throw an interception? I just want a good game from Alabama. Like it's good. I'm hoping it's a. Well, good, Alabama always close, has a good game. Dude. Well, yeah, you just don't really like enjoy them because it's like, all right, they're up by fifty. Well, the, yeah, dude, Tennessee, they're up 28 to nothing in the first two minutes. That yeah. was real quick. But what I've learned about Alabama, when they come to town, there's a buzz. So, yeah, LSU is a big-time school, So, but there's still a buzz when Bama comes to town. Vanderbilt, when Bama came here, guys, I've never seen anything like it. Yes, we're a smaller school, but when Bama comes to town, there's people talking. It's complete, like... People were tailgating hours earlier than normal tailgates. Vandy people or Alabama yes. people? Coach, I was at the uh, grocery store, gas station. P- more cars, more people, beer, cases of beer, college kids partying. LSU is going to party like no other. It Bama, is going to be so Bama's loud. Coming to town. So loud there. I'm telling you, it's different when Bama's coming to town than others. Dude, it is it's definitely something. Way more people out going to the games. Way more people tailgating. Crazier, crazier environment, dude. That's a big time. That's awesome. If you're a student, that is a cool feeling when Bama comes to town. Well, if you're at a big school like LSU, I think every weekend's a big, big weekend yeah. football wise. That's why I didn't but know like, if it would when, compare, when you're but talking. Yeah. yeah, when you're talking Vandy, when who no one cares. Yes, it's okay, it's cool when you get 
the the big dog coming to town. You're like, oh yeah, this is our big game of the year. LSU, they are on the map. They don't need Alabama every, to make it high. Every home game is a big every game. big game. Every home game is a big game. Yeah. Then you got Penn State traveling to Michigan. Let's go. Let's go. Do you believe in the Wolverines? Absolutely. Their defense is for real. Hmm. For real. Defense is good. They got to keep obviously winning to make it to that final four. Well, yeah, they can't lose. That's right. every team has to keep winning to make it to the final four. That's Bama, good analysis. If Bama loses to LSU, can they still make it to the final four? Yes. They can. Oof. That would be tough. You said yes quick though. Well, because then LSU can win the SEC West. I think Bama can lose this weekend. They'll still make it to the final four. But if LSU beats Alabama and yeah. wins out. Yeah. That means they go to the SEC championship game and Alabama doesn't. Right. So then they hmm. won't. But they didn't do it. Last year they didn't go to the SEC championship and they, they won it made all. it to the Final Four and they won it all. And then this weekend you have uh, Georgia traveling to Kentucky. That's dirty because Kentucky's all of a sudden good. And that is winner of that one is pretty much in control of the SEC East. Wow. Kentucky makes it to the Final Four? Are you kidding no, me? No, not Final Four. Oh. Well, they could if they go to the oh SEC Championship and beat the winner of the West. That'd be amazing. Boys, we would need to head up to Kentucky. Are we talking basketball? What are we talking? Is this football? Shockingly football. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, this is a good weekend. Good, And then West Virginia on the road at Texas. That's always a shootout. I went to Texas when they played West Virginia maybe five, five-ish years ago. That is always a high-scoring affair. I don't know the over-under. Take you got to go that over on that one. No matter in, what it is. In Texas, no matter what it is in Texas, on that turf, in that weather, let them roll, boys. Will Greyer lighten it up. I mean, that is always a great game. I'm excited because Texas, West Virginia seems to struggle on the road always. I don't know what it is, but they always struggle on the road. And it's over under fifty eight. I love an over on that one, baby. Are you are you locking that up? I might need to lock it up. Right now, it's a soft lock, not the hard lock it up. But I do love a fifty eight under sixty. I like the seven. You touch. can't lock it softly. I, I said I'm not. It's a soft one. I will hard lock later. I always save the hard for later. Texas, the Longhorns favored by two, <laughs> minus two against West Virginia. Texas Let's go. Team, Texas team's a weird team, man. Hey, what I learned in life: don't bet against Texas. Don't bet with them. Don't bet against them. They're up and then they're down. They're up and then they're down. They're up and then they're down. It's gonna, it's gonna be rocking in Austin. Hey, my buddy Billy is a wise man. He said never bet Texas. I learned my lesson he there. Said many, that? Yeah, many a times. And he told me that years ago, and I still haven't learned my really? lesson. All right, and then we're hopping the NFL. We got great games on slate. We got the Rams traveling to New Orleans. That yeah. is a huge game. You got Baltimore, Pittsburgh. What? Yeah. Am I missing something with Baltimore? Why do they keep hanging on? Like, why are they always still hanging on? Like, I feel like they're a bad team. Defense. They got a good. I mean, they're just they're they grind you. They they're just annoying grind kind of solid rough. Big physical team, and and uh, Roethlisberger broke his finger yeah, on, on his non-throwing hand. Yeah, so how does that affect him? I don't think it affects him at all. I just he just wants you to know he has a broken finger. Okay, just to feel just, in case just, they lose. Just so you like, know, he's tough. Okay. He's playing with a broken finger. Green Bay traveling to New England. I mean, this is guys. We got some good stuff. Yeah, Green Bay, New England. That's probably the one I'm the coolest one. I wonder what is that Sunday night game. I want one of those to be that night capper. Because I, I love. Wait, you're not excited about. Undefeated Los Angeles Rams going to New Orleans. I, I, I am, but I just saw the Rams play. They're fun. They're fun. I want to see a. I, I don't know if I've watched a full Patriots game, so I hope that's the prime. It time is game. It's a Sunday it night Sunday game. Night. Yes, 
I want to see a Patriots-Packers. I can't. It depends on the work schedule, but I can possibly swing it. Okay. Dude, I, I love a good four quarters, watch the Patriots play. I did that with the Rams. They were entertaining. I'm not a Rams fan. I had no money on the game, and I watched almost the entire Rams-Packers game. Maybe it's just the Packers factor. They're kind of a fun team to watch. Rodgers back there, just a gunslinger. I like watching Rodgers lose. I like I like I, watching I watch him. the Packers to to watch them lose. They don't always lose, but when they do, it's enjoyable. But it's it's always a good watch. Packers, Patriots, Cowboys. Those are the teams that are just must see. Cowboys are almost moving out of that where mm. they're not must see TV. Definitely not. Well, start putting up some points and being a little bit more exciting, and don't just let Des Bryant go. But even, I like but even when they the lose, it's exciting for people to watch. It's like I said, like I like watching the Packers lose because I I really just dislike Aaron Rodgers so much that when he loses, I get excited. So I think a lot of America watches the Cowboys just to watch them lose and be like, <laughs> America's team. I think that's really why a lot of people like to watch the Cowboys. Are they always gonna be America's team? I mean, they well, they are. They are the most valuable franchise. Yeah, I mean, and he, they're, they're Jerry re- Jones does a good job of, and people love that star. You see it everywhere. And I think that all the states surrounding Texas don't really have NFL teams. A lot Correct. of yeah, except for Louisiana. Yeah. So you got I, yeah. So you, there's but, a lot of fans and, going to that. They're kind of like Denver. Not a lot of t- uh, NFL teams in the Mountain Time Zone. So they're all fans of the Denver Broncos in the Mountain Time yeah. Zone. So I just feel like that's also why they're kind of geographically why they're America's team. Like the Titans will never be America's team. They're just up here. They're around a bunch of other teams. I don't know. It's, I mean, weird. it's weird because I mean, Houston has a team too. You know that is in the same state as Texas. So the same surrounding states could like those Texans. Yeah, but nobody could. likes the Texans. I, <laughs> but his I, reasoning. His. Re- I'm guess, just trying yeah. to show you that his reasoning is just. I like. I wanted that reason out there so you could easily punch holes in. It. Here's the thing: we will know when the Dallas Cowboys fall from America's team title when they're no longer playing Thanksgiving Day. When they start good like, call. Like when it's the Patriots on Thanksgiving. Then well, Detroit plays on Thanksgiving. Yeah, also, but Dude, I mean, that's, have, that's the early one. People are eating when Detroit's playing. They haven't dropped the Lions in years. I always thought they were maybe going to. They keep holding on to always the Lions. Tradition, are play. tradition. <laughs> Dude, hey, I know. Dude, you can definitely Guys, just negate that and put the just put Lions, the Browns. Just put the Browns on. Dude, put the Lions then. on the next day. Make them think it's still a Thanksgiving thing. Did you hear Hugh Jackson come out? No, what did he and say? He said, "If we would have drafted who I wanted to, we would have been winning." Oh! He said he wanted to draft Carson Wentz in 2016. Overruled. He wanted to draft Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes in 2017. Overruled. Love it. Listen. Please you, tell you me he went on Twitter and did all this. But you can't say stuff like that. We you passed never... on three franchise QBs the first two years in Wentz, Watson, and Mahomes. We played with a QB room with zero wins in the league. We played with street free agents and practice squad players at wide receiver. Should've, Yet our offense would've. was the same or better than what we were doing this year. There is no way that should happen. So what he's doing is saying... Todd Haley sucked as offensive coordinator, and it's his fault that I'm fired because what we were doing the first two years with crappy QBs and nobodies is better than what he was doing with the number one draft pick. Yeah. Dude, I love when the dirt comes out, you know, after he's gone, after a breakup, you know, you start talking about that chick. That stuff's always interesting, and that's exactly what he's doing. Not everyone does that. I'm glad he's doing that. Well, just, some, just so we know. No, no, no. Well, some co- guys are gentlemen. They don't talk about their exes, you know, but this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they, when they, they don't I kiss love and tell. It. Yes, you need to talk about your exes when it comes <laughs> to sports. And he said, I think Baker Mayfield is going to be a sensational player if they surround him with the right people, but they've got to give him help and a run scheme suited to his skill set. And he did want uh, Josh. Gordon, like he was excited about Josh Gordon. Yes. We saw that in Hard Knocks, and so they didn't. They obviously gave him to the Patriots. So 
I bet a lot of stuff didn't go his way. Hey, and I know it's not the perfect situation. He got fired, right? But yeah. he's still probably getting some money, right? Yes, he's getting okay. paid, whatever. So Homeboy's just chilling right now. He's doing a little vacay. He's sending some tweets or talking about all this other stuff right now. What a relaxed set of mindset now after being so stressed with a terrible team. You're trying to prove you're good. You get your first win. You got to jump in a lake because your team's so bad. Dude, now he's just chilling and the water's a little bit warmer now that he's fired. But I he'd think, rather be coaching. I, I know. Think he'd rather feel, be coaching. Why? Not, because there's only 32 of those positions in the entire world. 32. But it's not worst case scenario. You go from Stressville, USA, dude, he's in the Caribbean. I right think now. immediately the feeling of like, oh, I don't have to worry is great for like two weeks. After that, you start feeling like a loser. You start feeling like, I got to get back to work. Like, I've got to, what's my purpose in life? Once you start thinking, what's my purpose in life, you're screwed. But he's not yet. He's still in. He's chilling. probably got his feet in the water right now. Ass in the sand, toes in the water. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But it is a weird feeling because you had one of those 32 spots. And now you don't. And you got to think in the back of your head, will I ever get another shot to be a head, head coach, coach in the NFL? Probably and I, not. And I Probably think he not. was just thinking this was just, you know, this was cream. or This was like amazing that he was still a coach. He never won. He had to go jump in a lake. He, he's probably just like, I can't believe I held on. That you, was crazy. you got to believe that there was a good, in, in the back of his mind, there was a really good chance that he wasn't going to last the whole year. Exactly. Like, that's Unless what, they came out. If they would have won their first two games like they should have, he would have been. He still would have been head coach of the Cleveland Browns because they'd have four wins. Yeah, but I'm saying you're right. But I'm saying in the back of his mind, going into this season, you know he was thinking there's a really good chance I may not finish this season as the head coach. Well, you know a yeah. lot of the NFL coaches think that. There's only a handful. I don't of them that think are so. Safe. Like I don't think Jason Garrett thinks that. Like I, I don't. I mean, obviously the, the the big guys like Belichick and Sean Payton, like they don't think that. But. Uh, Hugh Jackson started the season with like, all right, let's jump in the lake and cleanse ourselves. We're not going li- <clears> to, <throat> we're not going to lose anymore. God help us. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you go into a season, like we need God on our side. <laughs> like trouble, it's trouble. He like, said that. No, oh. just that mentality of like, do we need help? Let's Dude. hope that this year is going to be way better. We're on hard knocks for crying out loud. I I never seen an NFL coach smile. I mean, it's rare when they do because they're always nervous. They're all puckered up the whole game. I, oh, you I, watch I Sean like, McVay? He smiles. Kyle, the younger guy smiles. Oh, and Kyle Pete, Shanahan Pete last night smile. Swag. Oh, Pete Carroll smiles. I love yeah, Pete he, Carroll smiling. Smiling, chewing his gum. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett smiles and no, he claps. No, no, he's no, a good clapper. Jason Garrett's smiling because he's scared. He he claps and smiles. <laughs> Jason claps Garrett and smiles. Jason Garrett looks like he's holding the poop like. <laughs> I'm smile, even though I'm really scared right now. Also, if you don't want football this weekend, UFC, UFC 230. Oh, what, Daniel Cormier, okay, versus Derek Lewis, the guy that his yeah. balls were hot. Yes, yes. yeah, his balls were. That, hot. He's fighting again already. He's fighting a, again already. Is that a quick turnaround? That's a, it's a very quick turnaround. Well, they had to because they they're going to New York, Madison Square Garden, and the card was falling apart. Like it was just a weak card, and so they had to rebuild it. They had to figure out and get big matches, and so he took it on short notice. Just to have a shot at the belt one and big payday on pay-per-view, main event, and to boost that card. You know who probably really loves the UFC is these bars and you know, that's a big event. You make money doing that, right? Yes. These like sports bars type things. Dude, they probably love the UFC. Back in the day, you only had the Super Bowl, a huge NFL no, Sunday. Boxing matches. But I mean you boxing did, matches. Dude, boxing yeah. match when when uh Tyson, Tyson when Tyson and Lennox Lewis was going on and like uh Klitschko, all that stuff was like that was big. But I'm big saying the money. creation of UFC having what do they have? Maybe two big fights a month. That's big for you know that's a big event. It makes events happen. 
you know, before we only had the, the championships, the Super Bowl. Now we got UFC with no, some of these things. I'm telling you, boxing was the old UFC. Like now, no one watches boxing. When, I'm telling you, when when um, what's his name, Golden Boy? What's his name? Uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Hoya fought. Like bars were packed. Yeah. No, you know, I, like that—that that was it, and now no one cares about boxing, and UFC is where it's at. Dude, bars were packed. And remember, in Austin, Texas, they rented out a parking garage, one of the bars. I think it was Sam's. They rented out a parking garage and just put up a TV and charge you. You had to, when you paid, you didn't even go into the bar. You paid to go into a parking garage. At Sam's? Maybe it wasn't Sam's. It was the one downtown. <laughs> I on, don't see Sam's Club doing that. Whatever the ones down there on like second or fourth over there in like West uh, Austin, right over there, there's some sports bar. But no any, idea. Anyways, no yeah, idea you, you didn't about. even get to have access to the bar. You had to go into a parking garage, into the overflow, to watch the fight. That's awesome. It was that big for Oscar De La Hoya and the Mayweathers. It yeah, was those like boxing that. matches were huge. The, that was the McGregor. Those were the McGregor fights. Yes. Of the day. And now I can't wait. Yeah. So, so are you, you having want, a party this weekend for this? No. Okay. No, I, I usually don't have them for McGregor, just because everybody. If you're a casual fan, you still like to watch McGregor and the hype behind it. This one, it, there's not a lot of hype. Like you know, you didn't really know about no. it. You would know about McGregor, correct? Right. As I, a fan, I'll see the commercials I'll, on that. I'll, I'll I'll still buy it because I want to watch. Oh, Cormier. you will watch yeah, it. I like Cormier. And how much is this? Is Sixty-five cheap, bucks. Is that cheaper than a McGregor? No, it'll be the same. Okay, it'll be the same. So yeah, all right, boys. It's time to go home. So we need to do some locks real quick. Make some people some money for the weekend. Um, if you want, Ray is like an iceberg over there, just freezing cold. To, to really and, break it down, and for you guys. to let you know, Eddie's twelve-game parlay is history. He's out. Thank you. Already? Yeah, dude, yeah. He I took lost the Raiders last night, like everyone else. We took the Raiders. Good. So I'm gosh. out for the week. Although talking about all that calls, college games kind of got me excited. I exactly may, just to put the hundred dollars back di- in. No, no, no. <laughs> I may bet another dollar parlay this weekend. Just we'll do a three gamer, a four gamer. Don't try to do the twelve. You're right, because even if I win like twenty bucks, right, I'll then be you're happy. back in. You're right, because look how hard the twelve is. It's, it's hard. really hard. It's very hard. It's just that three thousand dollar that number. I, I, right that's there. why they get you. I know, but you're just giving them dollar out of dollar out of dollar. I know, coach. All right, guys, I got my locks. Are you guys doing shut the door? Take I it have to the a bank? shut the door. Yes. Start with that. You want me to shut the door on it right yeah, now? Yeah, shut that door. All dude. right, guys, you know me. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but this is not coming from a fan's mouth. This is coming from a gambler's mouth. You have to take the Cowboys. They are at home against the Tennessee Titans, and they have to win by five points. Please. They're going to beat the Titans by 14 points. Slam the door on the Cowboys. Minus five and a half. Slam the door. Wow. Okay, are you ready? Here we Woo-hoo! go. America's team. Slam the door on the Cowboys. Woo! All right, guys, I got an early college game for you. This is starting at 11 a.m. on Saturday. You're going to have to get up, call your bookie. It's one of those you got to wake up early for. That's what you got to do sometimes when you want to win money. Michigan State, Maryland, over 45 and a half. These teams are going to put up well over 50. That score is going to get there in the third quarter. It's one of those you relax, you chill, enjoy the game. Michigan State, Maryland, over 45 and a half. Say it with me. Oh, lock it up. And then I also have a bonus lock it up. Tonight in the NBA, there's a team called the Golden State Warriors. They love to score. They have some guys called the Splash Brothers. They play the Minnesota Timberwolves, a guy that just scored 50 points, Derrick Rose. He plays for that team. Minnesota T-Wolves, Golden State Warriors, over 241. So I'm giving you two overs. Watch the games. Cheer for points. Cheer for touchdowns. Cheer for three-pointers. Tonight, Golden State, Minnesota, over 241. It's a lot of points. It's a Friday night. Crack some beers, watch the game, enjoy it. Two overs, 
You can parlay it if you want. Lock oh it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're going to have to see 120 to 121 on the scoreboard. Like, Absolutely. That's... And then the next day with the Michigan State-Maryland game, you're going to need a, teams in the 20s, and that'll be a lock as well. Uh, so bet that. Put it whatever you want on it. Dude, Start that uh, betting account, whatever site you want to go to. Don't tell your mom. Don't tell your wife. Like, Do not tell your wife about this one. If you are watching this Golden State game a little bit late tonight, she's probably going to know you're gambling. Just tell her you have fantasy players that usually will pass. Enjoy it. Watch the over 241. See the highlights in the morning and be like, wow, Ray was let, let, let. Okay, lock it up. Lock it up. Once again, what does Ray take? Overs. Overs. Never an never under. An He's under. never seen an never under. Never an like, or a point spread. He's never taken an under. No, he quit doing the point spreads because he was doing <laughs> terrible at those. So... Let's see where we want to go. Come on, coach. For the lock. You're yeah. us, you, are you giving us two take it to the banks? No, I, I, college. I'm just college is so I know. hard. It's really hard. I, I, I want you to take. I, I want you to bet LSU plus fourteen and a half just for fun. That's the way to go if you're going to bet that game. I'm scared. That little hook. That that, that little half. But that's not my take it to the bank. Okay, oh, good. I was going to say you can't take it to the bank when you're scared. No, no. I'm scared of Alabama, but yeah. I, I feel like LSU is going to come to play. That 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 hostile crowd is going to make it tough on Alabama. But what we've seen from Alabama, it's scary. So we're going to go to the NFL. Okay? I mean, I, I don't understand the Steelers are getting three points. They're going to the Ravens. They're rivals. I get That's it. That's what I'm saying. I get it. But I love, I love the Steelers. Love the Steelers. They're hot. They're on a roll right now. Ravens, two losses in a row. They got their butts kicked down in Carolina. They lost to New Orleans at home. Who? You know? Who that? But. That's not what I want to take. Oh, come on. Oh, what are you man. doing? Guys. I was already walking to the bank. Here we go. Who dat nation? There we go. Oh, Minus one and a half. Mm-mm. Minus one and a half against the Rams. It always no, takes no, no. Louisiana teams. No, no, don't do that. I don't ever take Louisiana teams. I take the overs. He takes <laughs> Wait, Louisiana. When is he ever taking? Oh, he did say LSU, though. I said I like him, but, they, yeah, that, but it scares you. Here we go. New Orleans Don't do that. at home, oh. minus one and a half against the undefeated Los Angeles Rams. No, no, no. no. Guys, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Mm-mm. Mark Ingram. Okay, we know the players. Marcus Davenport. Sean Payton. Marcus Davenport on that defensive line, UTSA. Carroll. <laughs> no, he's on the Titans. He's not there anymore. <laughs> he's on the Titans. That is going to be the game of the weekend. That'll be the good. The Saints are going to hand the Rams their first loss. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead, bet the house on oh, the, the house. Oh, guys, sorry. According to this, the Saints are getting one and a half. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they're getting one and a half. Getting one and a half. I don't like it. I am betting the farm, not the just the farm. house. Oh my go- guys, New Orleans plus one and a half. The Rams get their first loss of the season. Go ahead and. Take it to the bank! Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching! Guys, and take it to the farm. That's a figure of speech. Please don't bet your farm. Oh, a little bit. It's not our responsibility. It's your money, not ours. Good luck. I mean, I was originally coming in here with the Titans plus five and a half, but I didn't want to rain on his parade. Yeah, that because he went the opposite of that. Yeah, so I was just like, okay. That would have been your take it to the bank? Yeah. 
Yeah, we can't have you guys going against each other. <laughs> well, you can. It's just, hey, you it's, get done with your shut the door, and then he goes, take well, it to the bank. Well, you can. The problem is we're going to lose one automatically. So. But, yes. But I, I, <laughs> so that's not smart. I, I, don't, I don't support his. I, I don't support yours either. I know. But, I understand. But, but here's the deal. If He's we're just all, a Cowboys fan. So that's no, what, no, no, no. Yes. No, no, no. We've had So a, tell me why. Tell me. Give me be, some reasons because why. Because our defense is good. And wait, wait. You always tell me your defense is bad. I told you at the beginning of the season they were bad. They weren't as good. They weren't as good as you said they were. Like yes, I, they are. They're, they're they're good now. Like they they figured it out. They're good. I like my defense. They're really really good. Your defense? Yeah, because they're my Cowboys. Exactly. But they're not our defense. It's not like we're our, our defense is really. It's not like my defense. Whatever. Hey, so anyway, what I'm saying is we've had a week off. I'm excited to see what Amari Cooper does. Uh, the defense will hold Mariota and the Titans. They will not let them do anything. And our offense, we're just going to score on them. We're gonna, we figured it out. We had a week off to figure it all out. I'm excited to have the Titans, my, our Tennessee Titans here in Nashville, in Dallas, to get their ass kicked. I'm excited to see Okay, it. do you have to go all vulgar? He goes vulgar. He I goes said, R. He talks about regional teams. Like, okay. I said ass. That means donkey. Nobody cares that there are Titans. You're Titans. You're no, Cowboys. No, he, he changed from my Cowboys, from my defense to our Titans. So which one are you? I, I never said I'm playing the game. Like, But when you say my defense, that means you have ownership over that defense. That I'm a fan of theirs. But yesterday you told me you can't say my. You can't say we won the game. You can't say that. We played well. But my well. defense played good? Yeah. I have like a little it's like <laughs> a, the same ownership. Thing. Oh my god. Why are you rolling good. your eyes? Just give up on a point. Yep. Fine. That a kid. That was easy. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Oh man, it's a action-packed weekend. There's a lot going on. Oh, if, so. you, if you want the Louisiana teams, go with lunch. If you want overs, you come over to my house, baby. Let's go. Hey, if you're an American, go with the Cowboys, America's team, baby. If you want to bet with your heart and not Whoa, your, your mind, whoa, whoa. Hey, bet with that. Guys, we cannot have infighting with our locks. No, yeah, they I, can, we I can disagree. Lot. Dude, you I don't guys, No, we're a team. No, we're not. Yes. We can disagree. I'm not going to blindly, just because you pick something, support it. I don't. Like, if su- I don't believe in your pick, I'm not going to say, yeah, that's a good pick. But, Coach, you want people to listen to this podcast to trust our locks. They, You want them to say, like, hey, I like these guys. They know what they're talking about. We bet three bets, and we hit them all. These guys are good. If we don't root for each other, we're gonna. It was, we're, no one's gonna trust us. No, no, no. They're gonna trust us if we don't just blindly support the person if it's a bad bet. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Like, like on Monday night, you said the Bills plus 14. I said if you're betting the game, you have to bet the Patriots. I would never put my money on the Bills. Okay. Like that's what I'm saying. If we just blindly supported each other, everybody'd be like, "Oh man, why don't you ever?" Disagree? No, no, no. But we already said you disagree with my pick. I disagree with your pick for sure. But, so there but, you go. But but at the end of the day, I, I hope we all win. Right. We want to win because we got cleaned out last weekend. It doesn't look we good. Did, when we did we're real bad. So we want to get this winning back. We want to just absolutely be undefeated so that our dude on Twitter, what is it, sore losers bets, he blows it up when we do good. I don't want him to stop tweeting. Sore losers bets or her. He loves us when we do good because we win people it money. Could be a girl. You can't call him a he. Yeah, I know. Hey, good work. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the UFC yep. fights. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, y'all be careful this weekend, all right? Remember, the bank closes at 5. Get that money out. Yeah, get that money. Get that <laughs> money. Here we go. Have a good weekend. All right, follow us on Twitter, Sore Losers Show. Goodbye. <laughs>